Welcome to the Daily Boogie. everyone welcome to another edition of the daily boogie podcast thanks for joining us it's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again another big week ahead thanks to everyone who's been sharing the show thanks to everyone who's been joining us sharing the link out if you'd like to become a supporter of the show please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper if you'd like to subscribe obviously hit the subscribe button in your preferred podcast player and if you'd like to join in the conversation please do so on twitter at boogie bumper Got an, got an interesting little article for you today, an interesting tidbit. Perhaps a discussion around how perception can be moulded, how expectations can be managed in the political sphere and the media sphere ever so slightly and ever so slowly so that perhaps people of a, a particular persuasion, politically, ideologically, can just gently be nudged into demanding things that they never thought they would be going after to begin with. So let's rock and roll. Got an article here from the New York Times, published today. The headline, Russian 2016 influence operation targeted African Americans on social media. Wow. We're a long way from collusion, aren't we? <laughs> that was my first thought. I mean, if I'm reading a, a publication like the New York Times or the Washington Post, I expect a headline to say, evidence found, the Russians were working closely with Donald Trump to steal an election. Not on this occasion, though, unfortunately. From the article, the Russian influence campaign on social media in the 2016 election made an extraordinary effort to target African Americans used an array of tactics to, to, to try to suppress turnout among Democratic voters and unleashed a blizzard of activity on Instagram that rivaled or exceeded its posts on Facebook, according to a report produced for the Senate Intelligence Committee. As we know, it probably wouldn't be very hard to exceed your posts on Facebook, considering that the Russians spent not billions, not millions, but literally thousands of dollars on their ad campaign. And anybody familiar with the pricing of large-scale ad campaigns on platforms like Twitter will know that the amount that the quote-unquote Russians, those wily, wascally Russians, spend on Facebook isn't going to get you much chop in an election campaign that was literally worth over a billion dollars. Hillary Clinton's team, for example, spent over a billion dollars on political advertising and campaigning, funnily enough. I mean, take the opening sentence here. The Russian influence campaign on social media in the 2016 election made an extraordinary effort to target African Americans. Well, they sound like democratic apparatchiks at this point, don't they? I mean, we know that the Democrat Party... Hillary Clinton, all political parties in America, all politicians make efforts to appeal to African-American voters. 
none more so than the Democrat Party. As always, you can check the show notes and read along at home if that's what you want to do. The, the great irony about all this is everybody targets African-American voters. Here's an article from NBC News. You know that known Russian propaganda website known as NBC News? Headline, carrying a black enough message, Democrats target young African-Americans to power a Florida revival. <laughs> so apparently a handful of trolls on Instagram were targeting African-American voters. Oh, this is, this is horrible. You're not supposed to target particular ethnic groups. Democrats, on the other hand, oh, yeah, we're targeting the African-American voters. Why wouldn't we? They're a core constituency. <laughs> Organisers are not focusing on hostility to Trump to turn out voters. Instead, they're talking about issues like racial justice and healthcare. Back to the New York Times article. The most prolific IRA efforts, and IRA in this context stands for Internet Research Agency, which is apparently this Russian troll farm that wreaked havoc. 120 million odd people. The most prolific IRA efforts on Facebook and Instagram specifically targeted black American communities and appear to have been focused on developing black audiences and recruiting black Americans as assets. The report says, using Gmail accounts with American-sounding names, the Russians recruited and sometimes paid unwitting American activists of all races to stage rallies and spread content. Hang on, I I thought there were no paid protesters. I I thought that was an embellished, lavish, right-wing conspiracy theory. You know, when 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 these bigoted, xenophobic, intolerant... Right-wing commentators come out and say, well, these are paid protesters. No, they're not. (laughs) This is an organic grassroots movement. There are no paid protesters. Stop reading so much Breitbart, they'd say. And yet apparently in this report, the Russians were paying protesters using Gmail accounts with, quote, American-sounding, African-American-sounding names. Russians recruited and sometimes paid unwitting American actors. How, how do you unwittingly get paid to protest? What, do you just show up to a protest? You have a megaphone. You have a placard. Someone slips a 20 into your pocket you don't realise till you get home. Is that how it works? I, I was an unwitting paid protester. <laughs> The article continues. The report says that while other distinct ethnic and religious groups were the focus of one or two Facebook pages or Instagram accounts, the black community was targeted extensively with dozens, oh, dozens of accounts, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this this surely was the motivation for millions of people either not voting for Hillary Clinton or not voting at all, I'm sure. Dozens of Instagram accounts. (laughs) See, it's not so much the report. The report's fine. The, The link will be in the story here if you want to read it yourself. The report's pretty straightforward. It's the spin that's applied to it. Let's deconstruct a bit more of this article. 
In some cases, Facebook ads were targeted at users who had shown interest in uh, particular topics, including Black History, the Black Panther Party, and Malcolm X. The most popular of the Russian Instagram accounts was Blackstagram with 303,000 followers, which isn't bad. 303,000 followers is quite a few. But the article doesn't mention anything in regards to... Just apply a bit of your own logic here. Do you think that Instagram and Facebook ads targeting people who are looking for Black History Month, the Black Panther Party... Malcolm X, do you think these are going to be geared towards getting Donald Trump elected? Hmm. (laughs) Of course, the authors of the piece don't make that observation. I I guess it's somewhat inconvenient to do so. An inconvenient truth, you might say, to steal a phrase from Al Gore. The Internet Research Agency, this is the article, also created a dozen websites, 12, (laughs) disguised as African-American in origin with names like blackmattersus.com, blacktivist.info, blacktolive.org, and blacksoul.us. On YouTube, the largest share of Russian material covered the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality with channels called Don't Shoot and Black to Live. It sounds like a pro-Donald Trump collusion campaign to me. What do you think? Does this identify to you as somebody trying to get Donald Trump elected? The largest share of Russian material on YouTube covered the Black Lives Matter movement, ladies and gentlemen. The New York Times is doing their absolute best to make sure that you come out of this article with half the story. It goes on. The report does not seek to explain the heavy focus on African Americans. Well, I'm I'm sure you could, New York Times. But the Internet Research Agency's tactics echo Soviet propaganda efforts from decades ago that often highlighted racism and racial conflict in the U.S., as well as recent Russian influence operations in other countries that sought to stir ethnic strife. Interesting, isn't it? So, Russian material covering the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality, here the New York Times is telling us, they're they're, they're admitting, well, this is to try and stir ethnic strife. Does that mean anybody showing videos of police brutality in the Black Lives Matter movement is also trying to stir ethnic strife? Oh, of course not. Of course not. No, we're just trying to raise awareness. We want to build a more tolerant society. If somebody shows the exact same material from a bunker in Russia, well, they're trying to cause ethnic strife and trying to undermine American democracy. (laughs) Is this the crescendo of identity politics? That's the other thing to consider here too. So what, we're against identity politics now? I thought we liked identity politics. I thought we liked awareness being driven towards the very serious matters of police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement. Barack Obama was a big fan of the Black Lives Matter movement. Maybe the Russians were helping him. 
by highlighting Black Lives Matter topics and police brutality. When Barack Obama spoke highly of the Black Lives Matter movement, when Democrat politicians speak highly of the Black Lives Matter movement, we stand with you. We stand for justice. Something has to be done about racist police brutality. Why aren't they being accused of working for Vladimir Putin now? Remember, it wasn't all that long ago where Rand Paul refused to endorse a bill being uh, argued for by John McCain about getting involved in a conflict in Europe. Rand Paul objected. John McCain then accused Rand Paul of doing the work of Vladimir Putin. So I ask again, if Vladimir Putin and the Russians were running YouTube accounts that were pushing Black Lives Matter material, talking about police brutality, and Democrat politicians stood with Black Lives Matter and talked about the need to address police brutality, are they now effectively Russian spies? Why not? They're pushing Russian propaganda. In the New York Times' own words, they're pushing Russian propaganda. Soviet-style Russian propaganda. Absolutely incredible. And do you see how the story has been changed? The message has been shifted. It's no longer about Donald Trump colluding with the Russians, is it? It's about the Russians trying to sow ethnic strife in the United States by promoting Black Lives Matter material. Mind you, I, I, I guarantee you, you won't have to wait too long until the New York Times will write another piece that promotes Black Lives Matter. Will the New York Times then be pushing Russian propaganda, ladies and gentlemen? If not, why not? This incredibly shallow version of rhetorical whack-a-mole has to end somewhere, surely. I mean, if everybody's a Russian agent, then nobody's a Russian agent. If everybody's pushing Russian propaganda, then nobody's pushing Russian propaganda. Right? The article goes on. Of 81 Facebook pages created by the Internet, Internet Research Agency in the Senate's data, 30 targeted African-American audiences amassing 1.2 million followers, the report finds. By comparison, 25 pages targeted the political right and drew 1.4 million followers. Just seven pages focused on the political left, drawing 689,000 followers. It, it sounds like they're almost jealous. How come Donald Trump gets 25 pages? Why do the African-Americans get 30? It sounds like they were doing more to empower African-Americans than they were to get Donald Trump elected. Can we now say that African-American candidates elected to the Democrat Party in this new Congress were aided by Russian propaganda or not? Again, if not, why not? There's also a little, a very little slight little piece of wisdom to be extracted there. 25 pages covering the political right drew 1.4 million followers. Just seven pages covering the political left got half as many followers. Half as many followers with about a quarter of the pages. What, is it, what does that say about the, you, the other right-wing conspiracy theory that Facebook is biased against conservatives? <laughs> 
I mean, if the left wing pages that are being Russian by the Russian, but that are being run by the Russian propaganda machine can get half as many followers as the 25 pages targeting the political right, sounds to me like there's a lot more people on the left on Facebook than there is people on the right. You, you can't report that number without coming to that conclusion. While the right-wing pages promoted Mr. Trump's candidacy, the left-wing pages scorned Mrs. Clinton. While promoting Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Jill Stein, the Green Party candidate. The voter suppression effort was focused particularly on Sanders supporters and African Americans, urging them to shun Mrs. Clinton in the general election and either vote for Ms. Stein or stay home. Well, it's all it's all the Russians' fault. I, I guess the Bernie Sanders supporters will be pleased to know that they too are tools of Russian propaganda. How, how many Bernie Sanders and Jill Stein supporters have been pushing the Russian collusion propaganda line since the election against Donald Trump? You know, not all Bernie Sanders supporters would have refused to vote for Mrs. Clinton. I'm sure a, a large number of them did vote for Mrs. Clinton. And I'm sure a large number of them in the aftermath have been blaming Russia for the election of Donald Trump, who knew that the only reason they supported Bernie Sanders was because Vladimir Putin was was setting up Instagram accounts. <laughs> a little bit of honesty here from the New York Times follows. Whether such efforts had a significant effect is difficult to judge. You don't say. Black voter turnout declined in 2016 for the first time in 20 years. But yes, but now we know that's only because the Russians had set up accounts that were playing what's what's now known as Russian propaganda, i.e. Black Lives Matter material. Material discussing police brutality. That's that's Russian propaganda now. So you 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 shouldn't I mean if you have an account on YouTube that's sharing Black Lives Matter material, you should probably be banned. It's only fair, right? This is now Russian propaganda. So it's only fair that you lose your account. I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't that way. I'm definitely more of a free speech absolutist. So I, I tend to think if there are 25 accounts on Instagram that are, you know, pushing Black Lives Matter material and issues surrounding police brutality targeting the black voters like again i'll read i'll reread the nbc headline now the nbc is also russian propaganda democrats target young african americans to power a florida revival they're doing the work of vladimir putin who would have thunk it amazing isn't it so i guess nbc news now also has to lose their twitter privileges their facebook privileges their youtube privileges because they're pushing russian propaganda just like all the Donald Trump supporters out there on the interwebs. Interestingly, the article goes on. Here's another little nugget for you, another little tidbit. And and these are the kinds of things that you can extract from these kinds of articles. Little, little seeds of wisdom sewn into the BS. Quote, Regrettably, it appears that the platforms have may have misrepresented or evaded in some of their statements to Congress. Oh, you don't say. You know, Twitter, Facebook, Google. You mean they weren't telling the truth in Congress? No. No, surely not. 
the report says, noting what it calls one false claim that specific population groups were not targeted by the influence operation and another that the campaign did not seek to discourage voting. Yes, earlier in the article, they were talking about this Russian propaganda effort to suppress votes. And then my, I can't help but think back to all of the polls that we read. Do you remember expert after expert after expert, pundit after pundit after pundit, commentator after commentator after commentator, day in, day out, week after week, hour after hour, minute by minute, Donald Trump can't win. It's over. He's got no chance. There's absolutely no chance that this can happen. Don't even bother showing up to vote. You know, stuff like this. All right, you know what we haven't had in a presidential election in a long time? A real landslide. I mean, yeah, we've had some elections that were lopsided. Barack Obama won by seven points in 2008 against John McCain. That was a solid lopsided win for Barack Obama. But, but McCain still won 22 states in that race. What I'm talking about when I say a landslide is something bigger than what we saw in 2008. I'm talking about a real, thorough, honest-to-goodness beatdown. Honest-to-goodness. something we used to see all the time, actually. Richard Nixon <laughs> carrying 49 states and more than 60% of the vote back in 1972. Ronald Reagan taking 44 states in 1980, 49 in 1984, winning by nearly 20 points. That was a big, massive blowout. Even George Bush Sr. burying Michael Dukakis and taking 40 states in 1988. That was four presidential elections right there. Four out of five from 1972 to 1988, where the winning candidate took at least 40 states and 400 electoral votes. Those were landslides. But since then, well, we haven't had any on that scale. And supposedly, it's just not possible anymore. The country is more polarized now. There's red America, there's blue America, there's almost nothing in between. Only a handful of states are really up for grabs in any given election. That is what we've become used to. But, and I don't want to oversell this here, but at least don't, right don't, now, don't oversell it. in this moment, we're seeing an interesting <laughs> possibility in this presidential race. Our new oh, NBC yeah. News Survey Monkey poll is out today. It puts Hillary Clinton up by 10 points wow. over Donald Trump. And this is not the first poll since the conventions to give Clinton a double-digit lead. This is actually the fourth. Wow. Four polls Four. that have Clinton up by more than 10 points, or at least 10 <laughs> points. The lead is reaching levels we just didn't see in the past few campaigns. Don't even, don't even bother showing up. She's 10 points ahead. She can't lose. It's, it's going to be a landslide, the likes of Ronald Reagan. She's going to win 49 states, I tells you. Could easily be construed as voter suppression. I mean, that's politics 101. That's voter suppression 101. Get the other side to believe that they have no possible chance and they don't turn up. In fact, you know, people in the media, hack journalists pretend pundits, they call things voter suppression. It's really just politics. It's just campaigning. And everybody does it. Everybody. Left, right, Democrat, Republican, or other. They all want the other side to feel like they have no chance of winning. They all attempt to demoralise their opponents. 
If they weren't doing that, then they wouldn't be doing politics. Of course, if somebody successfully demoralizes you, then it becomes, oh, well, it's voter suppression. It's meddling. It's stomping on the democratic institutions. It's supposed to be a fair fight. (laughs) Maybe perhaps MSNBC was also pushing Russian propaganda, ladies and gentlemen. Perhaps. Perhaps. One more paragraph here from the article, just to see us out. The Russian campaign was the subject of Senate hearings last year and has been widely scrutinised by academic experts. The new reports largely confirm earlier findings that the campaign was designed to attack Hillary Clinton, boost Mr Trump and exacerbate existing divisions in American society. Well, you just heard that report before the election from MSNBC. You know, we haven't seen a landslide in so long, but that might change. Oh, it looks like a Hillary Clinton landslide to me. You know, they say it can't be done because America is so polarised and divided, ladies and gentlemen. But I think this time, Hillary's got the goods. Now, I want you to ask yourself and perhaps ask your Democratic friends... And, and let's put out a little caveat here. Nobody is saying that people from other countries or, would you say, problematic actors were starting social media accounts, trying to get in on the game. I mean, I was recording podcasts myself from another country talking about the 2016 election. Am I now too guilty of trying to suppress votes? because I thought Hillary Clinton was probably the worst possible candidate that the Democrat Party could have put up, and she had a very, very large possibility of losing. Am I pushing Russian propaganda at that point? Am I meddling in the American election? Think about it. But we're talking about a dozen websites, 30 Instagram accounts, Anybody with any rational sense whatsoever knows that the Chinese government, for example, despite owning Hollywood, despite having large financial stakes in areas of interest all around the Western world, not just the United States, has government employees by the millions whose sole job and responsibility is finding out ways to influence people in other countries to the benefit of the Chinese state. Not $4,000 spent on Google advertising. Not a couple of hundred thousand dollars spent on Facebook advertising. Not 30 Instagram accounts. Hundreds of thousands of people working 24-7 around the clock to the cost of millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. working non-stop to influence you, to influence your politicians, to hack, to steal intellectual property, the whole lot. So perhaps a little perspective is needed here. But here's the question I want to ask you, and here's the question you should ask your Democrat friends. With that being said, considering the $4,000 that... The, Rus- the Russians spent on Google advertising, the paltry amount that they spent on Facebook, 
30 Instagram accounts, a dozen websites. Well, this this influence, this influence campaign could have swayed the election away from the rightful winner, Mrs. Clinton. Well, what of the influence campaign of the corporate press, ladies and gentlemen? I showed you just one clip. I could have played a thousand similar clips. Landslide victory. She can't lose. Everybody knows Hillary Clinton's going to win. This election's over. We heard this election is over a thousand times. Donald Trump can't possibly win. Who would you say has more influence? Really? Ask yourself honestly and answer honestly. Who has more influence here? A dozen Russians starting a handful of Instagram accounts? Or the behemoth of the corporate press in the United States? With all of its reach and all of its influence in its own country. You tell me. With that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you want to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. If you'd like to become a subscriber, just hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And if you'd like to get involved in a conversation, please do by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. With that, guys, until next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.